Good evening, Patriots. And it's the end of Tuesday, May 2nd in the year 2023. And an interesting evening. I do my class on uh, the last few weeks, and I have, I think, two more weeks to go. I have do my evening class on Tuesdays, which is welding. And we're going to talk a bit about that in terms of skills and the sort of things that we're dealing with now with this crazy world and the internet and the AI and whatever else this is. This we, we are in such a strange world, totally strange, in the sense of everything is becoming illus- illusionary more than ever and at the same time crazier more than ever. So I say don't let it affect your brain because <laughs> it's easy to let it affect your brain. Keep your skills polished on all the things you do. And I think when we physically do things, it makes a significant difference in our relationship in world in the world, our relationship with God, because we're using the whole sensory sets of what we have. That's an important piece in a digital world, I'll tell you. Patriots, right now, many Americans are feeling powerless. The economy isn't stable, crime continues to plague our communities, and those in charge don't seem to even care. There's something empowering about knowing that you have the skills to defend yourself, and that's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and you still have a ton of practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, increase reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, including 223, so that you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com right now. Again, 10% using your promo code BARDS plus free shipping when you go to iTargetPro.com. Don't rely on the government to make you feel safe. Empower yourself with iTargetPro. That's the letter I, TargetPro.com, iTargetPro.com. Offer code is BARDS. The most popular offer code on the web, B-A-R-D-S, BARDS. So I've spent the last... I think it's four weeks that I've been doing this. Maybe it's three, three or four weeks. And it's a, it's adult education, which I love because there's no wasted time doing university stuff. It's hands-on, dig in, and let's go. And the people that run the course at the community college, and it's one night a week, and it's done three times a year, and it's really open to anything you want to do in terms of welding. You can do acetylene gas. You can do MIG welding, which is a wire welding. You can do TIG welding. You can do arc welding. You can do plasma, whatever you want. You can do all of it if you want. In fact, the guy that's the head instructor for the course um, graduated when I the year before I got to high school. He's been in this town. I've known him before I knew his sister as well so it's a small town always that's kind of cool in a small town thing and the his kind of his assistant if you will has been a welder all of his life so you have some exceptional talent there 
the, at, at your resource to learn from. And like all things, it it's you kind of have this choice. So I, I'm I'm using this as a bit of a metaphor tonight because in a lot of different ways we're going to branch out on this. But you enter into the class and they give you the overview first night. And it is just like, okay, here's some MIG, here's some TIG, here's some ARC, here's some plasma. You can do gas acetylene cutting. You can do gas, gas acetylene. And I I decided when I went into this, I was going to just focus on one thing. I And when I was in middle school, I guess, I was when I did some of my ARC welding. It's the last time I've done any welding of any substance, also known as stick welding. And so I focused in on gas acetylene welding because it's the one welding that doesn't require electricity. And that's and it's also the oldest style of welding, which has been around forever. And you can do more things with gas and acetylene than you can with all the others. And it isn't to say that I know a lot of people like MIG and they like TIG, and these are all wire-fed type welding systems, and they're great. But without power and without the big equipment, you don't, you're not going to do it. So I want to, and it, this is just kind of my mentality anyway. I want to learn the fundamentals before I start jumping in. And if you learned one thing, like if you learn about gas welding and you learn it well, and you learn how to flow your metal and you know how to work with that heat, then your everything else is actually just easier because you've already learned the hardest one. And I think that's right there, part of the whole, as I've reflected on this the last few weeks, I'm reflecting on myself and how I walk in life. So I just want to share that a bit tonight. There is, we're at a, a point in time when there's a lot of opportunities. And when we compare where we are, like with the opportunities of convenience, ease, make life easier, people seem to be drawn that way repeatedly. And that's never been my path. If you had asked me, we'll go back 20 years and you say, do you want a camera that has, it's an automatic exposure camera or do you want a manual exposure camera? I'd say manual. Do you, if you, do you want to play a stereo with a CD player or do you want to use a turntable with vinyl that you have to manually put the needle on and take it off and there's no record stack or anything like that. I'd say, give me the vinyl. And and that's just the way I am. I've always been that way in my life. If I can be involved with something and, and it's going to be simpler technology, but provide what I think is a better result because there's a bit of human interface in it. We're at that juncture right now. And it really hit me tonight a lot because I've spent four weeks now starting with something I've never done. I've never done any sort of acetylene welding. And it is truly a, a, a technique. It is a, it is a method that's also an art form that's, it has a lot of technical aspects to it and you have to practice and you have to practice. There's no other way around it. You're not just gonna go through six weeks of course and become a master at acetylene welding. You'll have a foundation that you know where to go forward to get better but it's going to take a lot of hours of practice. And I recognized that the first night that I got there. And it's such an, a juxtaposition to where we are right now in our culture, where every day you have somebody doing a video about the latest AI nonsense that they're doing. And 
not only are they creating a digital product, which is by de facto is nothing, meaning it has no substance to it. You haven't, the digital, the thing about digital world is there's no real interface. You know, it's a sidebar on this, but what I love so much about old style photography with with film is that you were actively involved in the creation of that image. Not only were you the one snapping the picture, but you were the one in the dark room developing the negatives and then refining the print. And those experiences are are really amazing because you have so much in your hands to adjust. Now you'll hear people say, well, we can do that today with digital and Photoshop. The problem is that we can go with Photoshop and with digital, we, we begin to create unrealities very quickly. They are the predecessor to the AIs of today. And with a good Photoshop program or photo editing program, you can manipulate any photo to make it be something it's not. It's all in the sense of where we are truthfully with ourselves in our walk in this world. And that's what I was reflecting, and I have been reflecting on a great deal, because through a process of welding, which I go and I spend two hours, and this is effectively what I do for two hours on every one of these nights. And by the way, just so I highlight this, this isn't stopping. This course is offered three times a year, which spring, fall, and winter, which I'll continue to take it because it's just a development course. But in the next week or so, I'm going to go purchase my acetylene kit, and then I'm just going to commit myself to doing acetylene welding once a week for a couple hours, just like I'm doing now. And it's very cathartic. And you have to be willing to, you have to become a child again, in a sense which is what I love so much. You, ha- you, can't, you can't be in there with expectations of greatness. And if you're going to master something, you have to begin and understand it's going to be drill after drill after drill of doing the same thing over and over until you start to get better at it. And one of the fundamental issues of acetylene welding is just like it reminds me of martial arts. One of the fundamental things of martial arts is learning how to do a straight punch. Another one of the fundamental things is learning how to do a front kick. And you will drill on the fundamentals your whole life because that's how you get better with everything else. And that's what I've done for two hours for the last, when I leave on Tuesdays, what I do for two hours is I literally sit at a bench and I do nothing more than take chunks of steel and I just flow metal. Meaning I heat it up with the acetylene torch and I use this, I put the stick in there that has the, welding metal on it. And I just learned to work the two together, adjust the flame to the right heat and flow metal. And it's taken me four weeks at two hours of blocks. That's only eight hours to just get at least where my flows, when I had them checked tonight, were, I would mark them as average to good, not great, but at least to where the instructor's like, you're getting it, keep going. That's what I needed to hear because I have a direction. And I know that it'll take me 100 hours more before I get to the point where I'm comfortable. But each step, we feel more comfortable with what we're doing because we're doing the fundamentals over and over. And that's ultimately what I think we miss so much in our world. We have a busy, crazy world. Crazy world. 
and everybody's trying to do 15 different things at once. And I'm, and in certain sense, I'm no different because I'm spread thin on a lot of what I do. But each one of the things that I do, I try to get down to the basics and then to have things in my life that I'm always going back to, to learn and to evolve on them. And the biggest part of what I have a lot of my life doing right now is hands-on stuff. I spend enough time on the internet. I spend enough time in all of this. And every single thing I do, my objective is to be the best I can possibly be at it. Even like podcasting, I have a whole list of things to take me to a next level that I'm working on now. Audio engineering things, understanding the technical aspects of mics and sound better, looking at the, the, the setup in the, in the studio so that I can up the game there a bit. I mean, just a lot of pieces like this. Sound re- reflection. And all of those things ultimately tie down to a physical element and a, a cerebral element. But unfortunately, where we are right now is people are excited about outsourcing their skills and their talents, which I really don't understand because if someone said to me, hey, Scott, how'd you like this? Which, by the way, can be done right now. And I wouldn't even go, I don't even go near it. But they're like, hey, what do you think if we had an AI take your voice input and then you could do your podcast every night just by having the giving the AI some parameters and it would do your podcast for you and you wouldn't have to do it anymore. This is literally what's happening right now. And for what purpose? You have photographers that are being let go at marketing firms because marketing managers can now create entire photo shoots that you cannot discern from reality being done in inside AI programs. And you have people that are openly doing this for their own job, product development people. And a lot of this is, is circulating around the marketing and, and uh, artistic world right now graphic design because the AI is really, the engines are really geared towards that. And so we're losing a richness of the human element. Graphic design is a great example. It's hard to find a good graphic designer. In my perfect world, I would have a graphic designer that didn't even touch digital media. They drew everything by hand. That's pretty rare these days. Is an example, when I went to high school, and it's probably one of my only regrets, I wouldn't say regrets, but wish I'd had done it differently. I spent a year in the drafting program at my high school, and I could have taken two more years of it, which I wish I had. Because little did I realize what was coming. The way that I learned drafting was mechanical pencil, eraser, and, and straight edge with compasses and things like that. I mean, and you had to draw to an industrial level when you left that program. And that carried on even when I went to college the first year at Oregon State, I was still taking some of that. And the program I wanted to be in, which was called industrial engineering, was all about fabrication. It was using metal lathes. It was using the tools to create, physically create the concepts for prototypes. And they closed it down because CAD computer-assisted design had started to roll in. The infection that we've had in our society of digital is massive. And we have lost an unbelievable level of systemic knowledge and deep experience because we have turned it over to digital programs that do it for us. 
audio mixing is another one. I, I don't have a problem with using what they call a digital audio workspace or workflow, which is a DAW. And that's like Logic X or it's, there, there's other programs out there that you can do your digital editing in and you need to become pretty proficient. But when you go backwards, and if you had heard the interview that Brian Kahanek and I did a couple of weeks ago, we talked a lot about this in the older way of audio engineering. And if you wanted to create a delay in a voice, which creates a bit of an echo, but it adds some richness, depends on how much of a delay you put in. Now we just adjust a little digital thing on the screen with our mouse. It used to be that you had to literally put in a patch cable and it was the distance of the patch cable. So if you had a one centimeter, five centimeters, 100 centimeters, whatever it is, each one of those has a slight delay built into it because the resistance of the wire. And the people that were masterful at this understood exactly how, what type of cable and how many cables they need to put in, et cetera. That's one small micro little example. What I love about welding, when you're welding by hand and you're talking to people, there's no, there's sure, there's robots that do this stuff, but we're learning a skill that has to be learned. And as we work in that space and that skill, and you're teaching yourself the eye to see and even the ear to hear, because you have to listen to that flame and it's, it's crisp. When you adjust the flame, the acetylene and the oxygen mix, there's a very... In important sound you need to hear. And if it's too intense, the oxygen's going to be hissing. And if it's, and you have to look at the flame itself and you have to adjust it just right to get just the right heat. And then there's all levels of metallurgy and you're witnessing the, the metal as you're, as you're welding under your mask, you're watching the metal literally molt and melt. And then that's at that critical point that you start to add your your stick metal, your welding rod, and and you're welding it in, and you're 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 melding two metals together. It's a really amazing experience. It has nothing to do when I'm approaching this. It has nothing to do with me saying I'm going to be a welder. It has everything to do with learning a method and a technique and the process of going through this and enjoying every step. And that's where we miss a lot of this because so many people right now are obsessed with trying to get to the end and not enjoying the journey. And it's really important that we understand this. And it's what has happened in a digital world. Because in this digital world, we have gone so fast and so far that everything is about production and speed. So when I witness people that are, say, marketing people or graphic designers or conceptual marketing designers or whatever they are, and they're using AI to build these full photo, these full packages for their products. I'm shaking my head. I'm like, what? And why are you doing this? What's the end result? What's the objective here? And they'll even say things like, "Boy, I don't know how we're going to tell, you know, reality anymore. It's going, it's blurred." And then you have to ask the question of why would you even bother to do that? One of the things that's so cathartic about doing physical skills. Whatever that is. And I would, if you don't do one of these, I mean, people do many different things. We've obviously a lot of people bake because we've talked about sourdough revolution and baking sourdough. I know I've encountered more and more people in our chat that are doing sewing. We've had a number of people that are, I know that are just outstanding 
seamstresses and I don't know if you could say a sewer or whatever you say on that. Which is kind of a neat metaphor if you say it, a sower, <laughs> like a sower of seeds. It's kind of cool. But it's it's really amazing that the the experience, that, and I know everyone can agree with this, that when we're physically in there doing something with our hands and we're we're mastering a technique that's and we do this over and over to try to achieve better and higher, it's very much connected to the source of all that we are, which is the Holy Spirit. I have learned to appreciate over the last four weeks just the beauty of watching metal melt and then watching it flow with you with your in this intense, intense heat and watching that drip of metal, metal of the stick work in there. And then you get these really beautiful metal flows. And when you watch somebody who really knows how to do it, the, the weld is itself gorgeous, what they accomplish. And it's all done by their hands. And that's why I'm as attracted more to, say, acetylene welding than to, say, TIG or MIG. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But there's a wire feed there, and it's one hand versus the two-handed operation of bringing it all together. When I'm witnessing the world, we're being pushed and accelerated in a push to step farther and farther away from us being connected to a world. And this is all by design. This is how they ultimately destroy humanity and control and enslave humanity. There is something very amazing when we're doing hand skills that We've heard references to things like the third eye, the pineal gland. I'm telling you, it's very much there. It's in the core of that. Because as we do that, we're, our whole body is experiencing a, a learning. It's not just type and look at a screen. You know, one of the big problems that we have in our culture now is we talk about not reading the Bible. Well, there's two parts of that. One is that people don't, meaning they don't read the Bible much anymore. They listen to what people tell them about the Bible, but they don't read the Bible. And then if they do read the Bible, there's a heavy, there's an increasing number of people that read it through the digital app. But there's no comprehension there. Comprehension in reading. And, and, and so when I was in university I was reading at, at certain points, like in my when I was working on my bachelor's thesis and in the in the master's program, I was reading two thousand pages a week pretty easily, and I could still get back to that if I push myself, if I have the fo focus and time. But it was two thousand real pages, not two thousand digital pages, and it's the whole experience. I mean, there's something I love about bookstores as I love about books as I love about reading a book. It's the entire experience. It's the page, the, the audible of the page, the touch and feel of the page, the smell of the page, the visual aspect of the turning and the reading of the page and the print. I mean, every bit of our senses is involved in this. And so your comprehension in reading is astronomical. You know, they've, they've pushed the digital place on us. So it's, look, look at how convenient it is. You can put it on your phone. You can put it on your iPad. You don't have to carry a big, lunky book with you. Sure, there may be some advantages to that when we're cruising around, I guess. 
but we, it makes us dependent on an appliance and it doesn't make us dependent on our brains. And the one thing about tangible skills, like trades, as, as is the experience with reading in a real book, our senses are all involved. And in doing so, not only is our comprehension greater, but a greater knowledge is given to us as we experience through that. And I can tell you that. And there's a there's an interesting moment that happened tonight. Again, this is only eight hours in a course. I'm not I'm not a welder. I'm learning how to weld. Let's be clear. But there's a moment, really, where it's like there's a you across a, a point, even at this early stage, where you're like, now I'm starting to understand what the intent is of how to make the metal flow. It doesn't mean I can do it right, but I understand it didn't come from reading books. In fact, I made a point before I went into this course not to read any books. I wanted to experience this through the knowledge of the instructor and through the visceral experience of doing. It was just kind of a test for myself. And there were no books for this course, by the way. But I just wanted to have that experience to where I was embedded and involved in the experiential aspect of learning through actually doing. And some of this is is pretty cool because it's a humbling. It's a it's a humbling experience. Because as we go into this, and for myself, it's been a nice reflection because the youthfulness of thirty years ago, when I'd be eager to want to get it all down, like when I first started martial arts, I wanted to master everything and fast track myself as high up in the ranks as I could, and be, you know all that. And that's normal for a certain age. But this is completely different. And I'm, I'm enjoying this because this is a process of pacing and experiencing and living through the experience of what's before me, the whole experience. Now imagine if we walked with God that way. Imagine if we approached our life not in terms of the burdens of saying, oh, I'm, I'm unworthy, or the burdens of, I, I, if I don't memorize this verse, or the burdens of always trying to tell ourselves that we're horrible. But what if we walked with God and just enjoyed the experience of walking with Father and letting Him enjoy it with us? We would really be focused in the moment. We would embrace everything, not by what we have to get done in the next hour, but how much we can get done right now. I'm having the same experience right now as we plan for Bards Fest, which is interesting because tickets will go on sale tomorrow afternoon as planned. I'll let you know about it tomorrow. But here's, here's the point of this. And so just because this is being, and people hear this, on Wednesday. So tickets will go on sale on Bards Fest on Wednesday afternoon or evening. Just be clear about that. We may wait until Bards FM tomorrow night to do it. So just so you know, but we're getting everything ready. But in the process of Bards Fest, as we're going through this year, the first Bards Fest was really intense in in an unbelievable level of planning and moving parts. This one has been really relaxed. 
And I, we have a lot to do. Don't get me wrong. There's a ton to do between here and there. But I'm really enjoying, I've had to step back and enjoy the process right now. And amazing things are happening. We're seeing some really cool stuff volunteers step in. We're seeing some good, a good team development happening. And the pieces are happening as I lean into Father and the pacing starts to be his, not mine. And there's times that Father needs us to do things immediately, and we'll feel that. But we're getting lost a lot in a narrative and a structure and a pace and a timing which are foreign to who we are and unnatural in a world created by Father God. And that should be expected because who's creating it hates us and hates God. It's pretty simple. And I just reflect over and over this last week, and especially tonight I was reflecting, it's like, what would happen if we all took that time to focus on something every day, a detail, for say two hours? And that's why I go back to the welding example. It's two hours of sitting at a desk and not, I mean, I, have to, I do stand up and walk around for a couple minutes, but just to stretch my legs, but it's literally sitting at a, what would be equivalent of a welding cubicle. It's a welding booth. And you're, you're doing nothing but flowing metal from one end of a piece of metal to the other. And that piece of metal is approximately 16 inches long. And you're going to flow that metal, and then you're going to go back and do it again, and you're going to do it again. And then at some point, I bring two pieces of metal, and I butt join them, and I weld those together just to get a little more experience, and then I do the whole thing over again. And I did that for two hours. And the focus is very close. You have to, you're really focused on the, on the relationship of the flame to the metal. You're paying attention to every detail of how that metal begins to melt and molt, right, become a molten metal right below you. And then you're paying a very close attention to how that stick is being applied so that the metal from the stick is melting and melding in and morphing with the metal, the base metal that is now melted. That's flowing the metal there. And you're creating a bond of two different metals together as one. And as I'm looking at that and I'm saying, okay, wouldn't that be amazing if we had the entire world and we're just going to draw an amazing picture that's not happening, <laughs> so be clear. But imagine that every person in the world, every single day, and we could even start with once a week, but we'll say every day for this example, for two hours, committed themselves to doing a task of detail and focus and learning intensity, shutting everything else out and focusing on that one thing for two hours. Maybe it's soldering a circuit. Maybe it's learning to solder. Maybe it's learning to cut a piece of wood with a pull saw, a Japanese pull saw. Maybe it's learning to drill a piece of wood with a brace and bit. Maybe it's planting seeds or sorting seeds maybe it's maybe it's singing maybe it's playing guitar 
one task, whatever it is, maybe it's sewing, knitting, cutting leather, dyeing leather, and we go on a list of things, machining metal, one task, two hours every day. If the entire world committed to that, and let's just say it happened at the same time, let's say that every single day, everybody in the world would do a task for two hours from, say, six o'clock to eight o'clock every day. You know what's amazing about that? The presence of the Holy Spirit would show up. I guarantee it. And if we could add to that a relationship in Christ, there would literally be a world that would shift from where we are to a kingdom authority almost instantly. Because for one thing, people would learn value in something greater than themselves. We are such a me culture right now, so lost and adrift to the idea of people enjoying and reveling in violence or hateful speech or just being hateful in general. The idea that we have a culture right now that's constantly in, in agitation and in chaos and in, in, in hating each other. If you could disengage everybody to do something of a skill, there'd be a calmness that would settle in and a calmness of the heart. And if there's a calmness of the heart, I guarantee you there's going to be a whole lot more greatness come in there with the Holy Spirit. Where am I leading to with all this? We are formed pretty rigidly in our faith of how to bring people to Christ. And I've been hitting on the fringe of this for some time, which I talk about engagement strategies. We've talked about the sourdough revolution. We've talked about sowing seeds physically and spiritually. And what this comes down to is, do we trust in the Holy Spirit and do we trust in who we are as emissaries for Christ? questions each one of you can answer. I, I'm not going to answer it for you. My answer for me is yes. And this is what I'm leading to. What's more impactful for somebody to be drawn to Jesus? Is it that I'm going to preach to them? Or is it something that I make by my own hands and bless and give to them? Or is it a presence in my life the way I live in a discipline, constantly seeking to be within the Holy Spirit in the body of Christ and always listening to Father God in everything that I do? Each one a little bit different, but I would argue the latter is the most significant for anybody. I can pretty much guarantee you that I can have a greater effect on people's curiosity and seeking Jesus. And I don't necessarily have to ever mention Jesus by name because I'm going to walk the path. I'm going to be or seek to be would be better what he would want us to be. And the simple moments of doing something, physically doing something like a, t a trade or a task where we're just 
embracing the experience and the process and connecting with Father God as we do this, letting the Holy Spirit flow through us, reaching for the knowledge and wisdom that is there that's beyond our normal visual plane, and learning to be one with the moment is a very powerful thing. It's very being very present where we are, not worried about tomorrow, not worried about yesterday, not worried about whether we're going to have the whole economic system blow down next week. Maybe. But at the end of the day, what can we do about it? I mean, I talked in, in the last hour about the summer of rage, and it's coming. But it's all about us making choices. And ultimately, it's going to make choices for us to either be distracted by it or continue to walk the path of being in in alignment with, in and in one with Jesus in every step we take. And that's what I find fantastic about doing something so hyper-focused for a block of time each day. Martial arts is one, but beyond just the idea of a, of a, of that, it's, it's physically doing a skill with your hands. It's transformational. And it's a place where I've said this before, and it, it, this doesn't always resonate well with people. And I understand this. I respect what you're, if you find this uneasy, but just hear me out. I find that the rituals of having to speak out to people of, you need to be with Jesus, I follow Jesus, whatever, versus me walking with Jesus and doing the things he would want me to do. That to me is the walk I seek all the time. Because I think that the actions that we work in the world through a true giving heart and a loving and forgiving heart are greater than just words. So isn't that words aren't important because words carry the power of life and death. And as we weave in all of these other aspects to our lives and we learn to flow with life like we flow metal, it's pretty powerful. Here's some final thoughts on this. The interesting thing about that metal plate is you're transforming it. And there's two ways you can transform it very quickly. One, you can transform it just by heat just heating it up and doing nothing. It'll heat up and then it'll cool down. You might warp the metal. You might actually burn a hole in the metal. And you can do that. You can take your acetylene torch and you can just put it straight on that metal and you can burn a hole right through it. This is what, when you're welding with a stick, this is what's actually happening. You're transforming the metal to be stronger and greater by heating the metal up and letting it now become fluid, transforming the state of the metal. You can bring in the metal stick and as it melts, it will bond and flow in with that metal and create a stronger piece than there was before. That metaphor to me, as I was flowing tonight, I was like, wow, that's literally what we're doing when we allow the Holy Spirit to flow through us, and we totally give in to Jesus and through Christ to the Father.
when we get all of that working in our lives and we start ourself to just flow and allow the Holy Spirit in, we become greater and stronger than we could ever imagine. And if we're walking in the world that way, there's nothing to fear. There's no future that we, we can't overcome. There's nothing these people can do to us that we should ever be worried about. We hear that you're not going to be able to buy and sell. It's like, okay, <laughs> then I won't. I'll trade and I'll use my skills. You're not going to be able to participate in the digital economy. You can't buy stuff from Amazon. Okay, then I won't. You're not going to get be able to use your cell phone. Okay, no problem. I'll write a letter. See, there's, there's so many simple answers to these things. And I think that a lot of what we're faced with now is a question of how we are going to flow with life. What river are we going to take? On one path, both paths, I think, right now are very deceptive. The wide gate path is extremely deceptive because it's showing you calm water. And people are jumping on board that boat and they're excited because it's easy water to raft and they're going like crazy and they're using the AIs. But what they're not seeing is what's down around the bend. It's a blind spot for them. And it's not like class five rapids. There's some of that down there. There's like a class five and class six rapid that it's going to come out of nowhere and hit them. And then right after that, there is about a 200-foot waterfall that goes right down into the deep and a churning pool of water that has massive undertoes. That's the path that people are jumping on because they aren't asking the question of what's around the corner. They're just looking at the calm water and the easy water to raft. On the other hand, when we look over here at the other branch of this water, it looks pretty rough. I mean, this is like day one with welding when you get in there and you're trying to figure out what the heck they mean by flowing metal and heating up one metal and running a stick and your welds just end up being completely hacked. They're horrible. They have no strength. There's nothing to them. It's okay. But you stay with it. Just like you see, you look over here and you see these rapids and they look pretty aggressive and you get in the boat and then you find out as you get in the boat that as you're really staying committed to the path that all of a sudden these these avenues through the rapids start to show themselves. You get to see the lines that you can run your kayak down or your raft down. And as you do, this tremendous, these tremendous rapids become beautiful journeys through them. It's incredible. Like water up to your side, left and right. And as you get through this, it's not that it becomes easier. It's because you become more in tune with that flow of the river. And each way down, it's, a tr it's an incredible journey. As long as we're staying focused on the moment and not worried, worried is the key word about what's coming because we know that whatever's going to come, we're going to continue to be able to see the line to take the boat down. And once in a while, we might get flipped. Big deal. We'll churn up. We'll grab the boat. We'll, we'll drift to this bank real quick. We'll dry the boat out, jump back in, and we'll hit it again. But that other way, there's really no way out because once you go off that cliff, off that waterfall, and you're down into the churning cauldron of water below. With the undertoes, you're not getting out. And that's literally where we are right now. 
And all of this is really a question of how each of us relates to what God tells us all the time. Trust in me and fear not. And if we really embrace that, those words, it's not that you don't fear, it's that you seek the greatness of the journey that he's putting before us, and that journey gets more incredible by the day. There's something amazingly beautiful, as I've now discovered, in the patience and working closely on that well to watch that metal flow. To do the small circles with your torch as you're picking up the piece and edge of your, your, your rod and it's molting into the metal itself. And it looks beautiful through your, your helmet glass and it equally looks beautiful when you finish. Because you're learning to flow with the metal as we need to learn to flow with the water and the river, as we need to learn to flow and walk with God. Everything out here is in a balance, and we're being forced always on this edge of agitation and chaos. And yet, there is so much calm when we're simply walking with Him in the most amazing way. So much peace in our heart and so much refreshing in our spirit and soul. There's nothing to be concerned about. And while we have to be, we're going to be vigilant with what the enemy is going to do, and we're going to continue to prepare as we need to, but that in itself is part of a process of life. It isn't a, it isn't an, it shouldn't be an anxiety of life. And so whatever's coming this summer, whatever's coming next fall, whatever's coming in a year or two or three. The greatest effect that we can have on all of that is for us to focus on God, focus on the narrow path, focus on that stream that he's put us on. Because if we take our eyes off that, as you probably know about white, white water rafting, if you don't focus on the rapids that are before you and the one ahead of you, and you're not marking that line where you're going, you're going to get tossed. And that's what they're trying to do to us every single day, is getting us tossed. If you're sitting there burning away with the metal and not paying attention to your flame, you're going to burn right through your glove and maybe worse. Things, All things that are of greatness require hyper levels of focus. And that's ultimately the bottom line here tonight. And it's a really a challenge to all of us are we giving God the hyper level of focus that we would give in other tasks in our life? Do we give God the equal hyper level of focus that we do for the anxieties and fears of what is coming that we don't even know what it is yet, but we're anticipating something that they're telling us is coming? Do we give that hyper level of focus to God if in the same level that we do if we're baking or making something or working in construction or working in our job? Because the only thing at the end of this game that matters is if we have come to know him well and if we've listened to him and followed where he needs us to be. Everything else is either 
the benefit of the journey or the albatross that kept us from going the right way? As a footnote on all this tonight, because it's just an interesting thing that's occurring. I don't know if you've been tracking it. And many are interpreting this as revealing truth through God's animals, which I find interesting. I'll leave it for you to decide. But there have been all sorts of images today, videos, of birds, and many of them are crows, but birds, and even in one case, a cat, that have been tearing down and mutilating the flag of Israel. It's pretty amazing. And I don't mean just like knocking it down. I mean like birds coming in and shredding it. I'll leave you with that. You know how I feel about Israel. I think it's it's all run by the Rothschilds. It's interesting how if we pay attention to our world and we're in tune with our world, we start to realize the expanse of language that God uses and how much truth is really around us as long as we take our eyes off that which they want us to focus on. Let's pray. Father, we're blessed for this time we're together, and we thank you for the time we come together. We just want to pray tonight for just the seeking of moments to focus on you, whether it's by something we do in a process of a skill or a talent, or whether it's simply walking in the world, but to spend the time with you to do things with you in a hyper-focused way, to come to know you. I am, for my own sake, Father, I'm just blessed with this evening that I had literally flowing metal. And just to be there in presence of that and just focused on that and let everything else go a reminder as you gave me as a gift, a reminder that this world is noise. The world of these, of men is a world of noise and chaos and confusion, of pain, of anger, of deceit, of hatred. But when we just turn it off, it really goes a long ways away, and it's not hard to step outside of that, that line. And when instead we just focus in on something that shares that moment with you, the richness and fulfillment that we gain of that is beyond word and beyond measure. And it literally transports us to another place, which is probably more appropriately kingdom. A place where we can exist and, em- and embrace time differently, moments with you differently, purpose differently, and gain a wisdom that is beyond words. So, Father, my prayer tonight is for everyone to have that experience, to commit to it, to seek it, be patient with it, to set down the expectations of when you're going to come sit and take a seat at the table, but add to that to make sure we invite you in and not just expect that you'll arrive, to commit to doing the things rather than waiting for you to fix the things. And in the process, embrace a walk with you in this time that truly is about seeing the world through your eyes and not through ours, or worse, through theirs. So, Father, we, I just pray that for everyone's listening. And if it's accepted, then make it be so. 
because this is such an incredible time and a walk to be walking with you, to be learning and seeing this world through your eyes, to realize just how many people are truly suffering as damaged or broken, how much distortion there is in the world of thinking that every time something goes wrong, you're going to fix it rather than us taking accountability and responsibility for where we are. And yet, in that process of accountability and responsibility, of understanding that you're right there with us to walk with us and to raise us up and to teach us, but we have to be moving and doing. We pray for the elimination of anxieties and the dispersing of fear and just the celebration of being in this time in this particular time, the most transformational time of known history for humanity, that we are living through this awake, eyes on you, a relationship with Christ, and opening our hearts to the Holy Spirit. What an amazing gift you have given us to enjoy, to grow, and to develop. So thank you, Father. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So I would just encourage you all just to enjoy the walk deeply with Father and just to embrace an incredible time we have right now. And look, there's no doubt. I've said this, I think I say this almost every night. There's such a thing as pure evil. I got it. It's there. And when it shows up knocking at your door, and well, you got all sorts of things you can deal with it then. But in the meantime, let's lean into Father more. Let's lean out away from this noise and stupidity more. And let's find that center with him in a greater way. And as we take some time, and I would encourage you to commit time, maybe just two hours a week, that's fine. But do a block like that of something special for you. Maybe it's sewing, whatever it is. Maybe it's welding. Maybe it's building something. Maybe it's digging in the garden. I don't care. You decide. That's your choice. Your walk. But take two hours a week to do something you don't normally do. To learn something and to open that experience up to sharing it with Father. And let the incredible experience grow within you. It's transformational in a wonderful way. So patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something I just want to breathe again Dive into the deepest end Oh, I want to feel something Get back in my body
Who I found. 